Welcome to another episode of First and Fifteen Baffa Division One Midlands Show. Uh, it's all action as you just come away from the first ever First and Fifteen tournament held in Coventry. How was that for you, James? Oh, that was awesome. Uh, well played to Marcus. It was a great day. Uh, the ground was solid. We might as well have been playing on concrete. It was so hard. Oh, like you just didn't. Why did you need studs? You, you should. We should have been playing in trainers. It was just. But yeah. Other than that, and the fact that the guys who ran the community centre told us we had to move after he'd already set up the pitches. Um, <clears throat> no, it was a great day. It was really fun. Um, obviously, having the women's teams there as well was really nice because our women's team got to play in their, their first debut. ever tournament. Um, which was awesome. Uh, hopefully, once the Baffer season concludes, you and I can carry on doing this for some of the local waffle action. That'd be great. Yeah, it was it was a really good tournament. Fair play to Marcus. He's done a great job. Um, and hopefully, there'll be a, another one soon. That we can compete in. That we can compete in. Although, it wasn't surprising that two teams that brought Premiership players ended up in the final, though. That's the, the only thing, I guess. I know that I know that Marcus tried to make it as even as possible, mm -hmm. but it's difficult because it you is. need to have the teams. The teams need to be local enough. You know, we can't all be Grangemouth who sent the Phillies down the night before and they played and then stayed the night. You know, for some reason they decided that they'd spend two nights in Coventry of their own free will. <laughs> it's that um, Billy Mega Chippy again. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, a few of the Bears expressed interest while they were down the road. They did. They yeah. did. But um, bit too much actually. Yeah, well, I'm sure they've all just realised how mediocre it is. <laughs> uh, and without a chance to even clean your footballs, we're back again at it this Sunday for Game Day 4, hosted by us, the Coventry Panthers. Uh, we've moved our home ground recently to Earlsden RFC from Conventions. James, what's it like and what can other teams expect on the day? <clears throat> Earlsden's a great little place. Um, well, I say little as if it's um, not absolutely massive. It's got like four rugby pitches and all the amenities that we need. But... Um, it's going to be a good day, you know, if I do say so myself. There ain't no home game like a Panthers home game. You know, it's it's going to be nice. We've encouraged everyone to bring spectators and things as well as the visiting teams. The bar will be open from midday. Uh, we'll be putting some food on and stuff and encouraging people to stay a little bit later and have a bit of a laugh with us. So hopefully um, the opponents will embrace that. Yeah, and don't forget the all-important balcony. Yeah, the balcony. We've got a wonderful viewing balcony just by the bar so if you bring in any spectators you can see right onto the first team pitch where we'll be setting up um all from the balcony as well as all you've got plenty of space all around on the sidelines and a little commentator's box nice i'm hoping mr gambrel will join us in <laughs> i hope so bring the cameras is he coming this sunday uh last time i checked he wasn't sure okay wasn't sure well, well it's not a no I'll take it marcus if you're listening come along Come on. Uh, of course, we'll get to those fixtures and those important uh, accumulated predictions later on in the episode. But first, let's talk about our cross-conference meetups last time in Nottingham. Uh, the Midlands and Northwest Divisions clashed at the two Nottingham home grounds with some expected results and one or two unexpected results, as shown by those that entered our accumulator last time, James. Yeah, I mean, obviously, first thing I'd like to say about it is, unfortunately, due to our recording schedules, we've not managed to get a guest on. We were trying to get somebody from... The other half of the game day, because we were both at the Bears game day, and so was Ali, mm -hmm. who came to see us last week. Uh, so <laughs> we tried to get someone on, but because of how tight schedules are and stuff, it it just didn't work out. So we are going to be going a bit blind into the second we are second half. But um, I think it was a good game day all round, or at least the Bears one was. Um, there was a, a few surprises. There mm -hmm. was a few um, very interesting results. And I think, if anything, I'm going to big up the Midlands. I think it showed that we are a force to be reckoned with as a, as a div because um, 
at the risk of spoiling what we're about to talk about, I think other than the Scorpions in our half of the Div, at least, you know, the Midlands dominated. Yeah, other than other than the Scorpions, we, which you know they are an unstoppable force at the minute. We really did well, and we I think every every other team from the north lost. Mm-hmm. I think so. So and and even the current table reflects that too, which is quite nice to see results from one day and the table the next day reflecting the same thing, which of course we'll get to later. So on one side of Nottingham, we had the Titan Bees and the West Lancashire Serpents take on the Karen Cougars, the Phantoms, and of course the host, the Honey Badgers. And at another Nottingham location, the Neptunes, the Panthers, and the Bears face the Salford Scorpions, the Wirral Vikings, and the Chorley Buccaneers. I would actually call it a very Nottingham location. <laughs> it's a very Nottingham location. Um, no, the venue was great though, wasn't it? The, it was good. Yeah, it was It was really nice, um, or at least the one where the bears were. Can't yeah. say anything about the honey badgers. No idea. Um, we ended up carpooling that day, didn't we? We did, it was so good. It, it was, was good. a bit, bit weird to get there, because the sat-nav took us about three miles further down the road than <laughs> oh, it yeah, it did. But no, it was great fun. It was good. It was good. Uh, so first up, we had the Titans B lose to the Phantoms 53-42 with only two scores in it, James. Well, it's a, it's a tough one, isn't it, for us? Because we know the Phantoms well. We know that they are a very well-disciplined, well-drilled team. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I've been on record saying for a few times now, um, maybe the Titans A team precedes the Titans B team's reputation a That's bit. That's what we said last time, right? Yeah, it's, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I expected the Titans to do really well. They were second in their div um, going into the game day. I believe they still are, based on... Everyone else's results. I think so. Yeah. I think the Scorpions have certainly widened the gap. Um, however, it's a bit of a surprise to see see them come out. Uh, they put points up. They've done you mm-hmm. know they've done what needed what they needed to on offense definitely. But the Phantoms scored fifty three on them, and you can't argue with that, can yeah. you? The Phantoms have clearly clearly done their homework and done well. Yeah, absolutely. Again, only two scores in it though. But as you as you say, yeah, in the fifties. Definitely putting the points up there. Uh, next, we saw the Honey Badgers grab their first win of the season, which is great news for the Midlands division, but it was really close against the West Lancashire Serpents with the score being 25-21. to 21. I feel ashamed, James, that we didn't put more faith in the folks in purple, uh, as Marcus Gambrell was the only one to call this game correctly in the accumulator. Well, I mean, this is, uh, to, to give us a throwback, this is home field advantage, maybe. Ah. This, I mean, that's great to see. Obviously, Lancashire, they had a long way to go to get there for the day, but... You got to turn up and, and and play your A game, and the, the Badgers clearly did that, and they've I'm assuming turned up with a bit of a force behind them, and they've done a great job. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. The Phantoms then grab the Serpents by the throat, so to speak, with a convincing win of forty six to six, and the Karen Cougars kept the Titans the two losses so far for the day with a win of thirty one to twenty. But that didn't last long, James. The Titans then came back to beat the Honey Badgers thirty nine to seven. Yeah, I mean, so the, the Honey Badgers playing the titans that was kind of a result that i think that was the kind of result i was expecting from the titans as i say um maybe i overestimated their current situation as they are obviously a b team but then they clearly can put points up and they can clearly play um it's just i guess maybe then the earlier games they struggled to get going maybe the travel put them off a bit Mm -hmm. um I mean, the Cougars are a tough the, the Cougars are a tough bet anyway. So I think I'm sure I predicted that the Cougars would beat them then, or if I didn't, I'll change it. I'll change it now. Um, the you know so to go from the Phantoms, who we know 
if you can't work out their scheme, you've got no chance. The Cougars, who are such a physical team, they're always you're always going to struggle against them. To then go to the Honey Madgers, who have struggled a bit themselves this season, but um, on a bit of a roll considering they beat the Serpents. I think it's um, I think it's it's good to see that the Titans managed to claw one back, mm-hmm. but they should have had a better day, really, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with the Honey Badgers, maybe a similar thing that's happened to us in the past is we've won a game and we've gone into the next game on a high thinking, yeah, we've got this in the bag and just let things slip and then so- then it's suddenly a slippery slope. It's it's easily done and I don't know if uh, if the games off the sheet are in order of the day. Yeah, yeah. So it looks, it looks like they had a bit of a rest there, mm-hmm. which is poison for a team that's on a roll. Yeah, it is. It is. We've really, stuff from it. Yeah, if you're if you're on a high, if you're doing well, you're in your rhythm. Game's over, brilliant. You want to go into that game, the next game, right away, don't you? You mm-hmm. want to be trying to carry that momentum, carry that high straight into the next game. You don't want to be sitting around or refing for an hour and letting all your players that aren't refing, yeah, no. start going stiff. And oh, it become it's it is a real challenge to kind of it's a mental game too. Yeah. And that's that is the hardest part is keeping your spirits up, keeping yourself motivated, excited, limber, ready to go, while also being like, have a bit of lunch, lads. Yeah, get yourself some water, have a wander around, see if you can see what other teams are doing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, so right. So the Cougars beat uh, the Titans thirty-one twenty, and the Cougars kept up a winning streak as they also held the Serpents just one score, with their final score being sixty-three to six. We thought we had the highest score in the game so far in the Midlands, at least against the Vikings, which of course was before we saw this score. So well fought Cougars to take their high score record season this so far. Yeah, heartbreak, heartbreak. I think it shouldn't count. I think we did better. <laughs> no, I'm joking, of course. Um, fair play to the Cougars. They did a great job. They smashed that. Um, you know, the Serpents clearly didn't have the best day anyway. Um, but from what Ali was telling us last time, they've got some consistency issues. They're yep. a fairly new team, as I understand it, or a young team. And, um, you know, sometimes a lack of experience and a lack of consistency reflects that it's very easily done you know and it doesn't necessarily reflect their performance on the day either Mm -hmm. and it doesn't necessarily reflect their performance on the day either they could have well put 110 percent in and just got unlucky but the cougars are tough and they will not pull punches they will play to the best of their ability and Mm -hmm. they will if they can put 100 up against you yep there's there's no sympathy from the cougars not at all, not at all, and they certainly didn't uh, in that score there. So it's three to six, one score, didn't let one score go. One score, not even an extra point, just one score. All it went, all that went. Uh, okay, so at the Bears' home ground, the first ones out the gates were the home side welcoming the undefeated Salford Scorpions. Uh, we had some cross-division insight from last episode's guest, Ali Owens. Uh, did that information prove truthful, James, do you think, as we look at these next scores? Ali certainly didn't lie. I think the way that he described the division was very apt. I think... It was interesting to see, but I think the cross-conference accumulator that we did reflected a lot of the similar scores to what we've seen throughout the day. The Bears, finally, 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 well done Bears, turned up with a decent-sized squad. (laughs) And I know it's on their front lawn, I know they don't have to travel, but it just showed, as the day progressed, what they could do. Yeah. The Bears, okay, first game out the gates, the Scorpions, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. I think we had the, did we have it the we same? Had a, we had we Scorpions had the same first. Yep. And we were praying that they'd be a little bit tired by the time that they'd already played the Bears. We did. Yeah. Ah, well. But, um, you know, it was, 
it was really good to see the Bears seem like a totally different squad that day. The Scorpions, they go out, they execute, they do their thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe, in my opinion, they took a while to get going. Right. Yeah, and, and in our game particularly, yeah. I felt like the first couple of drives was a bit of getting the cobwebs off, getting a feel for what was going on. Yep. But then once they kick it up into high gear, just get out of their way. Once they find that what works, they really exploit it. Yep. But of course, first it was Scorpions versus the Bears, and they won 34-13. to 13. So like you say, Bears were putting some scores up, but uh, Scorpions straight up there with the 30 figures. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the Scorpions put the points away. They executed, they did what they did well, because uh, we, we tried to watch that as much as we could. I think yeah. we had a refing crew around it as well, didn't we? Yes. Um, so, yeah, it's always nice to observe new teams that you've not seen before, and you could just see that they were they were dictating the game from the get-go. One, As you say, once they found what they were doing, they, they stuck to it. And it's this combination of really good football IQ. They really know what they're doing. And they really understand the sport and can adapt very well. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, they they dictate the game. Best thing from last time was we, we asked Ali last time, is the Scorpions a new team or is it a development team? What is this? And then he let us know that a lot of them have played in other places before, come together and taken all the best bits from the Crows and the Titans and all these really successful premiership level teams and then brought it into Division 1 and no wonder they're doing so well. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's it. I mean, when you've got um, when you've got a team that is made up of some really experienced, really high-level players and a few new ones, but you know, you know, that gives you an immediate advantage. It's like having a cheat code. Yeah. Um, but it's about how you execute and how it comes together, and they're clearly doing the right things. Clearly, uh, our first place team, the Neptunes, then took on the Northwest bottom place team, the Buccaneers, and the score certainly reflected these standings with a thirty-eight nil shutout for the Neptunes. How does the vice president feel about that score, James? Yes, vice president, vice president, vice president. So we're going a bit of a tangent here. I'd like to thank Marcus for giving me that wonderful mug, and me too. I got a mug, but it wasn't as special as James's. I got a, I got a lovely mug from Marcus that has uh, the first of fifteen logo on one side and the Cheltenham Neptunes logo on the other side with vice president. Neptunes tunes fan club um he said i'm only vice president as i didn't get given a jersey by ben so ben what the frick right i've been hearing ben's been handing out jerseys too i know he's giving out these jerseys and i'm hyping him up week in and week out and what am i getting for not it? an offer i'm getting oh, getting a kiss on the cheek and told to fuck off <laughs> <laughs> ben i think uh, james wants a jersey 54 is my number <laughs> No, I mean, the Neptunes played what the Neptunes play. Um, they There's a reason why they're top of the div at the minute, and they are doing a bloody good job at what they're doing. Um, I think the Buccaneers, it's unfortunate that they started the day off against such a tough team. They are bottom of their table, but as we'll talk about later, the points don't reflect how they play. They're doing very well. Yeah. Um, I think the Neptunes, they went out. They tr- they executed as they should. They played a tight, a well-paced, and a sophisticated game of, of football. And you just can't compete with them when they're on their A game. Yeah, you're right about the Buccaneers. They're, they're currently obviously last in, in between our two divisions. Um, but the points for are better than the four teams above them. Exactly. exactly. So they are scoring, but unfortunately the, the points against don't quite reflect the same numbers. I mean, if I could... If I can give a bit of a bit of advice to the Buccaneers, if they are listening on what I saw on the day, 
like I said, they played fantastically. They they did a great job. Um, I felt like the coverage was really strong, but the uh, actually the the tag in hand action was where they were let down. Mm-hmm. I think there was a lot of tackles where they got they got their hand on the tag and then it just kind of slipped out a lot. Yeah, I think if a bit of work on two handed tag pulling, you know, going to the top of the belt and really sticking to those flag pulling fundamentals could really improve their their situation. Mm-hmm. Nice. So it was then our turn to take on the Scorpions, and having watched their game against the Bears, we were seeing the various tactics we talked about with the Scorpions were using, uh, but still we couldn't seem to put a stop to them scoring and lost out 46-27. to 27. Uh, But though I think we have put the most points up against them this season from any team through our division or their division, um, so that's something we can take from that game for sure. I mean, yeah, I take pride that a team as good as the Scorpions, we managed to put four scores up against them. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously... <clears throat> It's unfortunate that the way that the result turned out for us, the Scorpions do what the Scorpions do really well. And like I say, they took a couple of drives for us where maybe because we because of the way that we play, it took them a couple of drives to work out what we were doing, particularly on defense. Um, and <clears throat> once they kind of worked it out and, and had spent those first few drives understanding how we ticked, then they were all over us. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it didn't help from our side that we had a couple of unlucky interceptions early on because that obviously throws the balance out. But when you're playing a team of that level, it's to be expected almost. Mm. You know, you go in and you you have to take the risks, especially on offense, to try and dictate the game to get the momentum on your side. They don't pay off because you've got a solid, solid defense up against you. It's the way the game goes. I think with the Scorpions as well, being a, a defenseman, Looking at the way they responded to our first early score, we do it a lot. We'll, 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 we go out to a tough team and go, let's just score first. And more often than not, we do. We will get that score in. But it was the attitude of the Scorpions where they just went, that's not good enough, Scorpions. Let's go out and do this. And then their, their whole demeanor changed. From that first drive that we were on offense to when we were suddenly on defense, their demeanor changed. And although it was a lot of the same personnel on the field that are playing both ways, uh, or at least from the sidelines that we were noticing, it, it, it was a sudden change. And maybe, and maybe we get the worst of that because we're a mid-table team, and we get teams that try and underestimate us, see that we can put the ball in the end zone, and then have to click into high gear. And I, but I agree with what you're saying, hundred percent. But it was a massive step change between the Scorpions that came out on the first drive and the Scorpions that came out on the second drive. Absolutely, absolutely. It really was. Um, the Neptunes then faced the mid-table side, the Wirral Vikings, holding them to one score as they won 34-6. to The Bears then faced them straight after and scored a big 47 on them to their 12. Uh, last time, James, we were told the Vikings had a large squad with a set offense and defense and really liked the long ball. Was that what you thought from them, from what you saw, James? Um, the Vikings, numbers-wise, didn't seem that big. I no. think I think it was seven players. Yeah. Um which I was I was very sh- very shocked about. I think the travel probably had some issues along with whatever personal things. Um, so it's difficult to judge a team and their season wide performance over one long distance game sure. day. I mean, I know that we're going to see a similar issue with our numbers when we go up to Manchester in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, not not because people don't like travel, but because the rest of the world gets in the way sometimes and you can't rearrange a game day all the time. Yep. Um but it's um it is it is unfortunate. 
um, that they couldn't bring the players that they needed and that they couldn't be the squad that the rest of the division knows them to be. Yeah. Because the results still count, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. We we were expecting from Ali's uh, insights to be playing a team very similar to us, yep. to see different personnel on the field on different sides of the ball. But because there were only seven or eight people, whatever, whatever it was there, we were seeing the same faces on either side. Um, and it was the la- one of the last games of the day as well. And that, that's, that makes such a difference. For us, it was game three. For them, it was game three. But game three when you've got 13, 14 players compared to game three when you've got six, seven players. Yep. Totally different ballpark. Absolutely, and we'll get to that one later. Uh, So the Vikings didn't quite prove Ali's point last time, but the Buccaneers did, uh, which is the fact that they can indeed put up points um, against most sides, but just can't seem to get the win as the Panthers put up 40-28 to against them. Uh, Talk us through that offense in that game, James. We played really well. We really clicked that game. Um, We had some great plays. We had, you know, length of the pitch runs by Mason, balls where Dan was jumping seven foot above everybody else. It really was, you know, prime Panthers offense. Um, I think we were very relaxed. You know, we felt like we'd got the big boys out of the way with Salford and we managed to lick our wounds after a little break, mm-hmm. get a bit of pride back in us and get ready to go. Um, we we were very careful not to underestimate the Buccaneers. You know, I, I made sure of that in the yeah. huddle because... Yeah. And we said, well, yeah, they're bottom of the table, but look at the scores they're putting up. You know, we we don't want to be win number one, mm-hmm. which sounds quite harsh when you say it out loud outside of the huddle, but it's true. You know, you know, we want to come away with as many wins for the day. We don't want to underestimate somebody and lose out on a on a winnable game because of that. Exactly. Uh, defensively, we had a strong game as well, um, but got caught out on a few 50-50s and some rapid movement on the Buccaneers' offense there. Uh, the score perhaps shouldn't have been within two scores, but it could have been close on a different on a different day. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, they really played well. They, especially on offense, they did play well. Um, I think, you know, like I say, there's a few things that I observed from their defense where if they can just really kind of click on getting those tags pulled, the coverage is fine. They're playing really good, strong coverage. They really have good zone discipline. But when it comes to actually swarming a player and trying to get those tags, that's where they seem to be struggling. Interesting. Uh, so then it was the battle we had all been waiting for, the clash of the sea god versus the stingy bug, as we saw the Neptunes face the Scorpions. Both sides undefeated in their divisions, and in the accumulator, the scores were also evenly split, with seven votes for the Scorpions, six votes for the Neptunes, and two votes for a tie. And um, We certainly didn't expect the score to be what it was, as the Neptunes suffered their biggest defeat of the season so far, with 47 points to just eight. James, what did you take from this game? I think the Scorpions went out and played their game. The Scorpions, from the get-go, dictated the game. Um, the Neptunes, maybe they're not used to being on the back foot. Maybe that was what happened. Um, yeah, the, the Scorpions, they're really, really good at picking up what you're doing and exploiting the weaknesses. And if you let them d- dictate the game from this first step, then you're always going to struggle to play catch-up. Um, I was shocked that the Neptunes didn't seem to be able to kind of get over that and be able to start putting some points up, um, especially as they seem to have the biggest squad on the day. Yeah. But, um, you know, when you're two of the best teams in this part of the league, this part of the country, you know, in in Div 1, sometimes you're going to come up against a team that you just can't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, the Neptune, and they could be at either end of the table as well. Yeah. 
and that's that's it. And you know, both of these teams, they're used to leading the games, they're used to dictating the games, they're used to being the team that's always out in front and letting the other team play catch up. So maybe when the, when the boot's on the other foot, it's a bit difficult for them. It seemed Neptune's took some time to get into the game offensively. And I think I remember talking to Ben afterwards, who said something along the lines of, had they had another half still to play, the way they were feeling later in the game, perhaps the score would have been much closer. But as we know in flag, though, you only get the 40 minutes you're given uh, in that end zone, James. And that's it. Um, it. It's happened to us before as well. We know it, this game relies so much on momentum. You can have a team that's getting absolutely pasted and then there's a momentum shift in the second half and they come back from behind. You can have a team that goes out, gets that first score, and then the other team might as well just stop playing there. And then, mm-hmm. you know, at the, at that, you know, that's the way this game works because it's because it, it's a in inverted commas turn based game. You know, it 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 is about having momentum on your side, very very much so. Um, I think if you can dictate the game, you're in a much easier position, aren't you, than if you're playing catch up? Absolutely. Um, we've had it before where we've, yeah. It might be opening drive, we've thrown a pick, then we've let a touchdown in, then we've come out and we've gone four and out, and and at that point we're playing damage control. Mm-hmm. Offense is purely, you know, obviously we'll always try and score and keep up, but you're always doing it with a, yeah. If we don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's a point where it almost goes, well, we can't catch up now, so we've got to run the clock as much as we can on offense, play as soft as we can on defense just to, keep the almost we're not going to stop them scoring so we might as well make it as long a process as possible yeah or as least as possible anyway yeah uh the bears then got another home run under their flag belts as they beat the buccaneers 31 to 18 again buccaneers put up those points but not keeping enough out james um it's it seems to be the theme of the day really is, is is that salford were unstoppable and the buccaneers were so close yet so far yeah um it really it really is a shame but when you've got the bears turning up with the squad size that they had they were always going to be a force to be reckoned with that day yep as i say it was really nice to see the bears with that kind of size squad and it was really nice to see what the bears could do yeah when they are as a group yeah. and when they are full when they've got enough players that you've not got someone playing safety and quarterback or center and blitzer at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate for the Buccaneers because like I say, they played well. They had a small squad. Um, they seem to do what they do well. Yeah. They've got a few very talented players who seem to be running laps around everyone else, but one player does not a team make. No, for sure. I think, I don't know if the Buccaneers tuned into our episode last time, but we were saying, you know, even with six, seven players, the bears are a threat so if they do come out with the the numbers, it's 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 more than likely what what can happen. The final game of the day at the Bears' ground was a very bipolar weather event of the Panthers versus the Vikings. Uh, the Vikings fought hard with the depleted squad to still take twenty seven points and played right to the end, but it wasn't enough as the Panthers scored fifty nine on them to end out the day with two wins and one loss. Our offense is liking those fifty numbers, James. Yeah, well, I mean, it's good. It's good for us, isn't it? It shows that um, you know when when we're um when we're clicking, we're really, really putting those points up and mm. we're difficult to defend, which is a great thing for us. And um, that's what's keeping us in the playoffs at the minute. You know, we are in the wild card round based on if the season ended today and I hope that we can continue to climb and make ourselves a solid competitor. Yeah. Um, we're all, their numbers let them down. The weather didn't help. You're right. It, bipolar was the name of the game. One minute it was hammering it down. 
the next minute it was drying and, and everyone was kind of having to do the, well, myself and we're all centre because it's always our problem, but <laughs> you're having to do that, give it a quick dry, you know, put it around. I'm doing some stupid hand movements for those people <laughs> who, who are, are, for those people who are absorbing this as the audio medium that it is. <laughs> um, you know, but you have to do a lot of faffing to try and keep the ball dry so you can snap the ball eff- effectively and the quarterback can actually throw the ball because otherwise we're just wasting our time, aren't we? Um, but it worked out really well yeah. for us. We put scores up. I was a bit nervous when the rain came out because, you know, although Panthers do love the rain, we <laughs> maybe don't so much. <laughs> yes, at least not on offense. On defense, I was rubbing my hands a little bit because uh, the the advice we were given from Ali last time was that the Vikings love the deep ball and they'll always pick that furthest receiver. So in the rain, is that quarterback going to take that risk? Not knowing if they can get the best grip on the ball, not knowing if if they can catch the ball in that weather in in gloves. So when the rain started, I was thinking, okay, this is in, we're in. Yeah. And that's, that is very much the case, isn't it? Adverse weather really makes it a defensive game because, you know, we saw it last year with uh, OFL's mud bowl, didn't we? Where the, the passing game was essentially out of the question. Yeah, we were we were pretty much doing three runs and a short dump off mm-hmm. to try and get to the first down marker every single time, um, which doesn't help because you can't cut and change direction easily in in bad conditions either. Um, but it really allows the defense to be in charge of that game. Yep, yep. It was it was it was, it was a great game. It was really fun, uh, and of course we came off. Um, of of that game in such a high from having the two wins and again we talked about last time how uh, even though a previous game day we, we would have had two wins and one loss if that one loss was the last game we go home depleted but because it was it was one of the winning games that we ended on it felt really good went home really happy and I think it was Frank that yelled out I think we've got the highest points in the league so far in, in one game in, in our division anyway um, but of course then as you mentioned earlier the Cougars beat that pretty much at the same time uh, so Boo. do you think we Boo can beat Cougars. that <laughs> couldn't let us have it for one hour <laughs> so do you think we can break the Cougar record of 63 this weekend this weekend is a tough weekend it for is. us. Um, we've got three games, which we're maybe not as used to as other teams because we had quite an easy start to the season with a couple of two-game weeks. Um, we've got three games, again, two of which are against the top two teams in the Div. So um, although we're at home and we're in our space, we're going to have to really bring our A game this weekend. Uh, so let's take a quick look at the accumulator here, uh, some of the results, and who has entered our prize pool. And of course, you can play again uh, this this time around. We're gonna, we'll put up on the post uh, another form you can fill in uh, for the accumulator for all of the Midlands Division games happening this Sunday. Uh, we have uh, Dave Myring, Ben Ansel, and Liam Harper uh, from the Scorpions and the Manchester Crows, who all had 14 out of 15 correct. And the only game they got wrong was, of course, the one I said that Marcus Gamble was the only one that got right, which was the honey badger's serpents game which you know you can't fault them looking at the tables no especially as they're all from up north so they won't have seen the honey badgers in action yet so yeah it's um yeah i think 14 out of 15 is definitely good enough to enter the prize pool Absolutely. We had plenty of people close as well. Ali Owens from last time was on 13. Uh, myself on 12. I'll take a win. I'll take a win. 12. Uh, Dan Richardson, also from the Panthers, had 12 as well. Uh, and uh, I think, James, you had... I think I think you had 12 as well, actually, James. Oh, buzzing. 12 or 10. One of them, I think it's 12. It's kind of hard to read on the form I've got at the moment. Uh, but yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. 
Let's see if we can try and beat that next time. Oh yeah, we, I want to get into that prize. I mean, even we're not in the prize pool. Yeah, well, we need to get into the prize pool. We and do. Then, see, we're, we're treating this fairly, people, and then dictate the prize exactly. Which <laughs> something we want to win, right? Which which would be significantly more if if I win. <laughs> <laughs> so let's find about week four fixtures right after whoa, 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 the table. Week four. Whoa, 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 whoa. Week four. Whoa, 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 whoa. Week four, baby. That was audio poison, and you know it. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> For those of you at home, Kirk's face was just like unbearable pain. I have headphones. <laughs> oh, I mean, James isn't wearing headphones, but I Kirk am. Kirk can hear everything that I say through the headphones. <laughs> okay, so for the Midlands table, we have the Neptunes in first uh, with eight wins out of nine. Uh, the Cougars with six wins out of seven. Then it's us and the Phantoms, four out of seven each. Of course, Willis ahead on points with 293-4. Phantoms has 225. So they are catching us. If they have a really good day, they could catch us up, even if we're on the same amount of games won. Uh, just behind them with three wins of the Nottingham Bears and uh, Sitting at the bottom there with their first win, of course, though, are the Nottingham Honey Badgers. On the other side of things, as we're still talking about cross-conference, uh, we have Scorpions in first, Titans in second, Vikings in third, the Serpents in fourth, and the Buccaneers in fifth. I don't think really anything changed there for them. No, no, definitely. I think these are two divisions really, really where the results of the table are so bloody accurate. Absolutely. Even us, no, nothing changed for us either. It's even like if if you were to line those teams up and try and give them a one-liner. <laughs> like, that's... it's yeah, The way that they've been playing, there's none of it... Um, with the Buccaneers maybe being the exception because of their, their unlucky results. Yes. Every single team seems to be playing as well as... like you know, The table reflects how well they've been playing, you yep. know? Yeah, we've had, we've had a few unlucky games against the likes of the Neptunes, but we, we're playing well. The Bears, they had a slow start because of their lack of numbers, but they've really come a long way in the past week or so. Cougars and the Neptunes are constantly just fighting it out for the top spot. Yep. Which the Cougars have the ability to try and snatch away the next time they play each other. So it's Absolutely. really going to be an interesting Which day. Which is this Sunday. Ooh. They play each other this Sunday. Sunday, again. Sunday, Sunday. Sunday! <laughs> At the Panther Dome. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be bringing the Panther Dome again, surely. Surely. Um, so going back to one of the things you said in our first episode, James, was that in the first few game days, we're still finding our feet. And we're now into game day four. Is this about the time you think teams are really sort of getting into their rhythm? Yeah. I mean, at this point, at this point is where you know your opponents well enough. You know your game well enough that you're going to be kind of in what I would expect to be peak form at this point. However, this is where you have the opposite problem, which is it's summer. Right. So it's summer holidays. It's wedding season. It's take the kids away for a week season. So what happens is, is you end up in this scenario where, yes, the team is solid training-wise. We're, we're A-star. We're A++++. But... All it takes is, you know, a couple of guys going away on a lad's holiday. Right. Or, you know, one of the guys getting married to to his partner who's also on the team or, you know, <clears throat> something like that. And then, I mean, it's like the like prime example is the Phantoms. The reason why our game day is on the Sunday is because they requested a change because most of them were at a wedding on the Saturday. Right. So, you know, they're... Uh, <laughs> If, if we couldn't have rearranged it for whatever reason, they'd have had to forfeit. And that, how would that have impacted their league? Yep. 
you know, and we've got the same thing. We've got a couple of players, I think, I think Sean, Dan and Frank are all at separate weddings on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So how would we have dealt with that? Yeah. I mean, I think Dan was willing not to go to his own sister's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the others. <laughs> so a bit of insight there for the Bears and the Honey Badgers who are playing the Phantoms this week. They are at a wedding. The and day may before. be very hungover. May well be. A bit of insight there. So let's go down this in order. Uh, so firstly, we have the Cowan Cougars versus the Honey Badgers. I mean, that's... Yeah. At the risk, at the risk of saying the wrong thing, I think the Cougars have that one in the bag. Yeah, I I would be shocked with the way that the Honey Badgers have been performing for there to be an upset. But at the same time, Honey Badgers turn up with a decent squad size, maybe the kind of squad that they put up at their own home day. Mm-hmm. And if the Honey Badgers turn up with a bit of fire in their belly, and on the other side, the Cougars really underestimate them, we could see a game. Yeah, I think so. I think so, especially with the win under their belt. Now they know. It's it's doable um, against first, other teams. Yeah, I mean, that first win could have been what they need to really get their motivation up and to be the team that they know they can be. Yeah, and if if not get the win, they could be using that first game as a real system input and really getting into the groove. So when they do play uh, the Phantoms later on and the Bears later on again, it's another repeat derby day. Um, they may well... Yeah. Respond better. Uh, after that, so so obviously we're both going Karen Cougars for that one. Yep. Uh, after that, it's the Nottingham Bears versus us, the Panthers. Uh, I mean, we've got that one, haven't we? I think so. We've beaten them once. Well, so obviously we have to we have to back our boys in black always. But um, it's going to be it's going to be a close game. I'm intrigued to know who the Bears are going to turn up with. Obviously, the Panthers will be fairly strong as we're only down the road from where most of us live. Yep. Um, and we should have mums, dads, cousins, sisters, brothers, wives, husbands all there cheering us on. Um, but maybe some dogs to distract some people. Yeah, maybe some dogs that will distract certain people, particularly V. Yeah, and Cara. And Cara. Yeah. Basically, our own our own teammates. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Um, but <laughs> the you know we're going to be out in a force. The Bears is certainly a team that that we can play and play well. So. I'm, I, my money's on us, mm-hmm. um, but if the Bears can turn up with a decent-sized squad, we could be in for a, a bit of a shock result. Absolutely. I've also gone Panthers, of course, back, back the team. Uh, Cowan Cougars versus the Neptunes, the game we've been waiting for in our division. Clash of the Titans, Mark, yeah. part two, isn't part it? Part two. is definitely going to be a game to watch. Um, mm-hmm. I think, are we playing at the same time? Or are we we are not. Are we not? No, we're not. We're playing at twelve. Oh, buzzing so we can actually watch that yeah that'll be good um we might even be reffing it um but i'd rather just watch to be honest i don't i wouldn't want the pressure of making the call that decides no, that game decides who goes to the top of the table yeah yeah um, <laughs> quite possibly but yeah i think this is one we're going to disagree on because as vice president of the neptunes fan club i'm going to back the neptunes um i think if the neptunes turn up with their a game and the fact that they'll be completely fresh okay they've had to travel the cougars haven't really had to travel because they are from coventry Mm -hmm. but they've got an extra game in like they've got an extra game under their belt to start with i think if the if the neptunes turn up with the team that we know that they can bring it's going to be a close game but i'm going to swing it towards the neptunes interesting so i've taken all your points and swung the other way which is they are 
homish. Obviously, it's our home, but they are in Coventry. They haven't had to travel very far. They have played a game against the Honey Badgers, which we think they're going to win. They're going to come off a high of. There is a, and uh, there's no break between those games either. It's a straight in from the Honey Badgers into the Neptunes. They're going to be high off of what we think is going to be a win. Um, I think Cougars are going to take this one. I think they're going to really come back hard from last time and put up some points. Oh, I I would agree with what you're saying. I think the Cougars aren't going to take the loss that they suffered the last time they played the Neptunes lying down. And I think if there's one team that they are desperate to beat, it's going to be the Neptunes. Mm-hmm. But it's going to... It's good. I'm going to almost echo what I said last time. It's going to be a ridiculously close game and it's going to be one mistake, one side of the ball that the other team capitalises on is going to make all the difference. Wow. Because that's all that can separate these two teams. Yep. Like, yep. They're both very, they're very similar teams too. They really are. Really aggressive and very good strategists. And disciplined. They're dis- like, you know, you cannot fault their zone discipline. You cannot fault their route discipline. They, yep. Yeah, you know, it doesn't matter if you can read them because you know they're going to be where they need to be. Yep. And you can't stop them. Happening at the same time, uh, I think this is where our heads are more turned towards what can other teams do to help us, right? (laughs) So, and as we're players ourselves, we're thinking, well, who do we want to win in terms of to help us in this this division? So obviously we want the Bears to beat the Phantoms to keep Phantoms off of our third place slot. We don't want to be sharing it with them anymore. So we'd like Bears to go out and beat those Phantoms. What do you think, James? I I mean, yeah, obviously... We're always going to be biased, and that's the unfortunate nature of this league. You'd struggle to get anyone who's 100% neutral apart from Mr. Gambrel, and even he's not really that neutral, is he? <laughs> um, <clears throat> a panther would kill a raccoon in the world. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I would like the Bears to win that because it makes it makes the table a little bit easier for us. However, it's purely going to depend on, A, the numbers, and B, how hungover the Phantoms are. Yes. Because if the Phantoms bring their A game, if the Phantoms turn up and there's, you know, a happily married man there ready to uh, <laughs> ready to, to make some plays on his first day as a married man, maybe that'll be the difference. But if they turn up half cut, struggling a bit, headaches, it's going to be a walk in the park for the yeah. Bears, isn't it? I mean, it's very unlikely, but what if the Phantoms do go out onto a fresh piece of grass outside that hotel and just start running some drills? Who knows? They may come very fresh. <laughs> I very much doubt it, but you never know. I'd like to see... I'm, I'm going to make a personal request to John from the Phantoms that if they start doing drills at this wedding, I'd like to see some video footage. Absolutely. Do I want to see them all suited up, maybe even some kilts. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's finally happening. It's taken four game days. And it's happening at home in Coventry. It's the Coventry Derby. Panthers versus the Cowan Cougars. I wish we'd booked out the CBS Arena for this one. Right, or at least Butts Park. <laughs> yeah, Butts Park would have been great. Would have been for sweet. <laughs> no, the Coventry Bowl. The Coventry Bowl. Bloody hell, that's going to be an interesting game, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, so currently looking at the table, they're second, we're third. Um, they have two more wins than us. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that they are a tough team. We know that we've played them before, and when they're in you know, full speed, they are difficult to keep up with. But we also know that if we can play what we need to, and we can exploit them in the right way, we can give them a good fight. Mm-hmm. I'm going to back the Panthers because I have to as a team, and I genuinely think it's it's within our capability to do it. Um, it's purely going to rely on if we can force the Cougars to make a mistake. 
if we can force the Cougars to make a mistake and we can capitalize on that mistake, that could be what does it for us. Yes, I agree. I've gone with Panthers as well. Back your own team. Uh, so also happening at the same time there is the Honey Badgers versus the Phantoms. That's That could be a really interesting game. Mm-hmm. That could be a really interesting game. Um, <clears throat> obviously, we don't know what the Phantoms are going to turn up like. Um, we don't really know what any team is going to turn up like. Bears could turn up with two players. Honey Badgers could turn up with a thousand. Yep. Phantoms could turn up hungover and with several drink driving convictions because they've had to make it there. <laughs> um, we might even find that one or two of them have slept in the car park at Elston the night before. <laughs> um, or that they're trying to run around in um, suits and bridesmaid dresses. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> it's going to be an interesting game. I'd like to see the Honey Badgers win it. Um, obviously, once again, helps us in the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Honey Badgers are on their way up slowly so I think it'd be good to give them a win uh, but if, if I'm putting money on it it's going to be the Phantoms for me yep Phantoms with their hard drilling kind of play uh, which can probably exploit some of those newer Honey Badgers members that's what I think too uh, so we go straight from facing the Cowan Cougars that's the Panthers to then facing the Neptunes once again yeah Baffa really didn't want us to enjoy our home game day <laughs> did they Baffa were like well, if they're hosting they can at least get a whip um, I'd like to uh, discuss with Buffer about their uh, their scheduling and bullying policies. (laughs) No, um, Neptune's is going to be a tough game for us. It's going to be a tough game. Um, I'd like to think that the learning that we've taken from the last time and the fact that the Scorpions have shown that they are beatable Mm -hmm. and the fact that we put more points up against the Scorpions. Yep. Bit of... um, Bit of table maths tells me that we're in with a shout on that one. I think so. Um, obviously, uh, if I had the Neptune's jersey, I might change my opinion on that. <laughs> He's pushing, guys. He's pushing. But, um, yeah, I'd be very keen. I'm, I'm an XL, by the way. Um, I'd, be, I'd be very keen to, um, to say that we're in with a chance on that one, genuinely. Mm-hmm. I think so. I'd like to think so, for sure. And I've also put Panthers down. It's not it's not even blind Panther loyalty. It's not even that, you know, oh well, we've got to go with our own team. Like I, I actually think, you know, the Neptunes have become the team in our target. Yeah. Like they've become the one that we have in our sights because they are the force to be reckoned with. So we have to try and take on the best and beat the best. Yep. So when we're when we're training, when we're working, we're working on those kind of things. How do we beat the best? How do we to to be to become the best? You've got to beat the best. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Uh, we end the day once again with a Nottingham derby: Honey Badgers versus Bears. The Bears last time really showed them who's boss uh, at the end of that long Cheltenham day. Uh, what do you think this time, James? Um, I think either way, they'll both be enjoying a pint in the bar afterwards. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, it's going to depend on the day. It's such a hard, such a hard match to call. Yeah, the Nottingham Derby. It's like the two, they're the two closest match teams in our division mm. because they because of the inconsistency. Yeah, you know, and there, no offense to either team. I've got a lot of love for both of them. Um, I get on well with with them, and I, you know, I've chatted to them before. 
Richard Greaves says he appreciates the fact that I keep willing them to be a better squad Mm -hmm. and a bigger squad every game day. If they turn up with the players that they brought to their home game day, and it's not that far, guys, it's just over an hour. Um, We haven't got a Taco Bell, but at least we've got a few McDonald's. Um, and, and a Binley Mega Chippy. And Binley Mega Chippy. Make the pilgrimage. He came this week. Um, it'd be nice to see you with a slightly bigger squad than you brought to first and 15. Yep. But come out, and I think the Bears will have it. But if the Bears are struggling for numbers again, maybe two game weeks in a row, they can't hack it. Then the Honey Badgers are in with a shout. So that's your lot for this week on Sunday at Earls and RFC. It's the Coventry Panthers home game day. Let's see if there's any table movements. Remember, you can uh, join in with the accumulator once more. Click the link on the Facebook description or the YouTube description or the Spotify description. Wherever you're listening to this, click the link. Join in. We had 15 people last time. Let's try and beat that this time. Put your, put your name in. Uh, there's always a chance for you to win a prize. Yeah, I mean, in the end of the day, you've got, what, eight games? Yeah. Ten games? Yeah, and you just got to pick whether you think they'll win or lose it couple of seconds of your time to enter the raffle and then you end up in a with a chance of winning something that's super secret and definitely worth winning definitely worth winning and there's only four in it so far yeah still there's still plenty of time left in the season but there's also plenty of uh, plenty of people left to come into it so that's all for this episode guys we will see you at the Coventry Panthers home game day this Sunday yep we're looking forward to it it's going to be a great game day Kirk while we're here do we want to maybe open up the potential name situation to our listeners? Sure. Yeah. Do we want not? to maybe put a poll on Facebook and see what people would prefer out of our potential names? We can do absolutely. We're um, so we're looking at renaming this show so it's not just Midlands Div One, mm-hmm. so that yeah we're not we're not necessarily pigeonholed and we can keep doing a bit of work for Marcus beyond the Midlands Div One, maybe into the the waffle season and maybe going slightly out doing. Yeah, reports on the first and fifteen tournament, and hopefully the future Panther Bowl and such. Yeah, so we're looking at maybe renaming this show to something a bit catchier than Baffer First and Fifteen Midlands Div One Podcast. Mm-hmm. And so we'll put together a quick poll and uh, with some ideas we've got and potential for you to add your own. Yeah, and we'll um, we'll announce our new show title next week. Next time. Exciting, exciting. Yeah, please do give us give us your opinions, give us your uh, suggestions, and get those votes in. Thanks very much for listening, guys. See you next time. Home game day. We're going home, baby. We're going home. It's coming home. We're going home, baby. We're going home. We're going home. Back to Elston RFC. Elston RFC. Elston RFC. Elston RFC. Elston RFC. Four pitches. Pitch one, baby. Four pitches. Pitch one, baby. Four pitches. Pitch one, baby. Four pitches. Get a beer on the balcony, have a sandwich. Get a beer on the balcony, have a sandwich. Get a beer on the balcony, have a sandwich. We'll provide the sandwiches and maybe some crisps.